It is quite intriguing that we begin each chapter of Pirkei Avos as we learn it at this time of the year with an extract from a Mishnah in Sanhedrin, which apparently has very little to do with the theme of Pirkei Avos. Pirkei Avos is all about, on the one hand, better character, and on the other hand, living beyond the requirements of the law. And it's exactly that paradox that Kol Yisrael Yeshlem Chelek Lo'ilam Haba comes to address because, effectively, the whole concept of Judaism has an element of paradox within it that we'll address, and that is particularly relevant to the study of Pirkei Avos. We know that our custom is that before beginning each of the prokim, each of the chapters of Pirkei Avos, we introduce this quotation that every Jew has a portion in the world to come. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, All your nation are righteous. They will always inherit the land, which is a reference to the next world. And they are the planting of Hashem and the work of His hands by, in which He takes pride. The fact that we say it as an introduction to Birgit implies that the theme and message of this Mishnah, which speaks about the fact that every Jew receives the reward of the world to come, is besides being a general principle, has a specific message that is relevant to understanding and learning Pirkei Ovis. So, we have to understand. Surely, it's logical to say that the reward in the world to come is the reward for all of Torah Mitzvahs, with all of the details, right across the spectrum of Judaism. It's not only a reward for those Things, those topics that are discussed in Pirkei Avos, which raises the question: Why then do we dafka introduce Masechta Avos with this Mishnah and not other parts of Judaism as well? So to understand that, we're going to look at the paradoxical nature of Pirkei Avos. When you look at what it is that Pirkei Avos is there to teach us, you find two extremes. On one hand, as the Bartanura says, the one expression, the one purpose of Prikyavis is Musorimumidas, human character, how to rebuke us or guide us and how to be better people. specifically areas that are not actual mitzvahs. As the Bartanura says, the nations of the world have similar Lahavdil books. It's just that their books are of their own imagination. And they're to guide people for human conduct, how you treat other people. And ours is a unique book that comes from Sinai. Why does a person have to be guided on how to be a mensch? Because people are materialistic and even hedonistic. And therefore, that nature of a human being could lead a person to inappropriate or bad behavior. So we need to be guided. So one expression of why we have Pirkei Avos is to guide humans, to guide Jewish people, in this case, to be menschlich. Yet on the extreme opposite, the Gemari Bava Kama tells us, any person wants to be a chassid, that's somebody who is beyond the requirements of the law. So not somebody who just needs to be guided on how to be a mensch. Somebody who's achieved very well in their spiritual development now wants to go beyond the requirement of the law. Such a person should learn and apply what is taught in Prekeovis. That implies that the entire message system 
of Pirkei Avos is geared at the person who wants to be or is on the cusp of becoming a chosid. Who serves Hashem beyond the requirements of the law. So which one is it? Is Pirkei Avos written for the person who's rough about the edges and needs some guidance or for the person who's an amazing person and needs to be taken to the next level? Not only is this a polar set of extremes with regards to the content of Prekyavas, but a similar contradiction or paradox exists in how and when we learn Prekyavas. Because one reason we specifically learn Prekyavas at this time of the year, the summer months, because summer lends itself to more hedonistic desires. There's greater temptation in the summer. That's why we learn Pekiyavos at that time, which is full of guidance on how a person should be a better and more focused, disciplined person. And this will encourage and inspire a person to pursue positive traits at a time where it's more natural to pursue negative traits, laziness or distraction, temptation, etc. On the one hand, but on the other hand, Minag Yisrael is, so that every Jew, from the least developed Jew, who's just starting out in their spiritual development, but equally the person who's the greatest, most spiritually developed Jew, somebody who is completely beyond exposure to or susceptibility to human temptation, also learn Pirkei at this time. So that tells you Pirkei is not only for the people who need emergency intervention. So there seems to be this paradox in Pirkei or So to clarify and explain the nature of this paradox and how it's not a paradox, but it's actually a unified theme. How do we get to understand that? That's why we introduce Kol Yisrael as the introduction to Pirkei Avos, because that helps us settle and harmonize what appears to be this extreme paradox. So we need to understand how. In order to understand that, let's explain the nature of this mission, the message of this mission. First of all, it speaks about Olam Haba, the world to come, which very often is mistranslated as Gan Eden. So it's important to know that Olam Haba koi al Olam The first very important piece of information is that the Mishnah in Sanhedrin tells us that every Jew has a portion in that period of history after Mashiach comes, when the dead are resurrected, and Hashemis, Dafka, live out their ultimate spiritual experience in bodies. That's what's uh, surprising about the Mishnah, that every Jew has access to that experience, because when I describe, when it would the Mishnah describe Gan Eden, which is the world of souls, that's not an equally experienced space for every Jew. There are different levels and different degrees of exposure to the divine reward of Gan Eden. Ah, to the extent that there might be some Jewish people who never gain access to Gan Eden, they don't deserve it. Yet, when we describe Olam Haba, which is Olam Atchia, the time of the resurrection, when the souls will be reunited with the bodies, that dafka is equally accessible to every Jew, as the Mishnah says, that every single Jew has a portion, has access to Olam Haba. And the question is, why? So the time, the reason is because Gan Eden 
and Olam are designed as rewards for different kinds of service. Aschar de Gan Eden, the kind of reward that a neshama experiences in Gan Eden, which is neshamos beli gufim, a disembodied spiritual soul experience, who beikar alimat haTorah. That is primarily the reward a neshama gets for having studied Torah in this world, because Torah studies hashayich bikele neshama bekeich haseichel shelo. Because Torah study is something which resonates mostly with the neshama because it's an intellectual process, and the intellect is far closer to expressing the neshama than any other faculty. Whereas the reward of the resurrection is the reward for having fulfilled mitzvahs. How do you do mitzvahs? Through physical activities which require the physical body. Which is why it is logical that the reward for that experience of having performed the mitzvahs with the human body should be shared with the neshama when it is back in a human body. That makes sense. Now, seeing as Gan Eden is Torah and Tchiyas HaMesim is mitzvahs, you can now see why Gan Eden is only for some people or in differing experiences, unlike Tchiyas HaMesim, which is across the board. Because when it comes to learning and understanding Torah, there are and there have to be distinctions between one person and the next. Even extreme differences from the very simple understanding to the complete opposite of very deep, meaningful understanding. So naturally, then, Gan Eden, which is a reward for how much investment or how much, in, how much intellectual capacity a person had. So obviously, Gan Eden is going to be different because everybody's experience of learning Torah would be unique. Whereas when it comes to doing a mitzvah, a mitzvah is primarily a matter of action. So one person wraps tefillin and the next person wraps tefillin. It's essentially the same action. Across the board, every person is capable of physical activities, which are mitzvahs. Not only in potential, that's exactly how it is. Every Jew, regardless of their religious or intellectual stature, fulfills mitzvahs. To the extent that the Gemara tells us that even the so-called wanton sinners of Israel are completely imbued with mitzvahs, like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. So therefore, became avoided the mitzvahs kayemes bekol echad misrael. Logically, then, if every Jew does mitzvahs, lefichakol yisod yashlem chelak leilam haba, then we can understand why every Jew has access to olam haba. So Gan Eden, which is for Torah learning, depends on how much you learnt, or if you learnt at all. Tchias hametzim, which is for mitzvahs, we've all done mitzvahs, we all have access. Beautiful. Om nam tzarich lahavin, but there's a big issue that we have to understand. Considering that the ultimate experience of divine reward is reserved for Tchias HaMesim, which is, of course, a more advanced stage of Mashiach's arrival. Moving Mize, that implies, with simple logic, it must then be that Tchias HaMesim is the highest level of reward that a person could experience, even higher than the reward of Gan Eden. So how does that make logical sense that a higher reward is more accessible? How does that fit with what we've just said? We've just said Gan Eden is where the Nisham experiences reward for a higher type of service of Hashem that requires intellect, and that is unique to each individual. 
Yet the reward in Tchias HaMesim is accessible to every Jew because all that's required is doing actions that are mitzvahs. Which is a very apparently simple way to serve Hashem. Which is why it is accessible to every Jewish person. So something doesn't seem to make sense. You would expect that the more investment you had to make, the higher the reward would be. How is Ganeda not as high a reward as Tchias HaMesim? The Habir says the explanation is it's not simply about how much effort we invest in order to do a particular mitzvah. It really has everything to do with what is Hashem's intention. Even though the way it appears superficially, at first glance, it appears that it appears to us that every Jew equally does mitzvahs is because Action is the common denominator, the, the easiest access of any one of the human faculties, and therefore it's the most accessible. So in our minds, mitzvahs are the easiest to come by. Because it's something that doesn't require emotion, nor does it require understanding. you just got to do it, just do the action. So it sounds like mitzvahs are entry level. If you dig a little deeper and you understand things from a spiritual perspective, you come to realize that that ease of access in itself reflects something that is very deep and powerful. As we see right at the end of the first chapter of Pirkei Avos, what does it say? Actions are the primary element, not just the primary element of what we do because it's most accessible to us or because we live in a world of action and actions count. Rather, because action talks to the essence of why Hashem made this entire reality. Because the ultimate driving force of Hashem's intention in creation was Abishta wanted us to make a home for him in the lowest possible reality, meaning to say the least spiritual reality, which is meaning in our world where there is nothing less spiritual than our world, nothing more blind to godliness than our world. That's where Hashem wants us to make his home, meaning the place of his ultimate exposure and expression. Okay, as we say, so if my that the ultimate last step of action reflects the original intention. So, for example, if you picture in your mind your dream house, there'll be many, many intermediate steps of choosing a property and paying money or getting a loan, getting the rights, drawing up plans, engaging with the various contractors, all the steps of the actual construction. The last moment where that's putting up a mezuzah on your door, putting the flower pot on, on the kitchen counter, whatever it is, that last moment completes the picture that you are, are always had right from the very, very deepest, but not just the beginning of the process, but the deepest part of what motivated the process in the first place. So therefore, it's the same with Eibishter. What translates into the so-called the last step in the process reflects the original motivator and the deepest driver of the entire process. So the deepest root of what the Ebishter wanted in the world was actions, that we should actually do mitzvahs because that's what changes our world. Every time we do an action of a mitzvah, it refines and elevates the person who does it and the world that we live in. As the Altareb explains 
uh, in Tanya at length. Seeing as every single person, person is blushing, as the Pasuk, which our Mishnah from Sanhedrin quotes as its proof, what is a Jew? David's just planting, David's just handiwork. So therefore, somewhere inherently, every single one of us intuits that this is what Hashem wants. And therefore we actually do it. So even the so-called sinner lands up doing so many mitzvahs because intuitively we know that this is what we need to be doing. That's all how it is from the deeper spiritual perspective. How does it, how does it appear in, in our world to the, to the human eye? What appears to us is that everybody's completely different. In fact, some Jews look to us as if they have no association, no connection with the whole Jewish experience. But that's our perspective. But if you look from Hashem's intention, and this is the intention that is driven by Hashem's essence, the deepest possible reality that could exist, which is, that Ebishter wanted us to transform our world into a place that accommodates absolute godliness, which is something each of us detects at the essence of our being. At that level, every one of us is absolutely equal. That's a beautiful insight in terms of fulfilling Hashem's goal for creation, which is the driver of every single thing that exists. We are all equal because we all do mitzvahs even when we're not conscious of it. Deep down, our neshama knows this is what the Yibishter wants, and that's what drives the mitzvah. That also explains why the ultimate reward is presented to Nishamas Dafka manifested inside human bodies. Seeing as Hashem's ultimate goal is that there should be manifestation of His essence in the lowest possible realm. That will be reflected in us, the facilitators of that dream. Because we are, if it could be said, one with Hashem's essence. That's what it means to be Jewish. One with Hashem's essence. That Hashem chose us. A choice is a reflection of the essence because a real choice is not affected by any outside influence. And Hashem's essence cannot be influenced. So it's the ultimate choice. What did Hashem choose? Not only did he choose that we should have special souls, that our bodies should be special and they should be the conduits for Hashem's purpose in this world. So therefore those bodies have to be part of that ultimate purpose. They have to be there when the purpose is realized. And that has a tremendous impact on the nature of our bodies, that our physical bodies, not only our souls, our physical bodies are eternal. As the Gemara famously tells us, that there's this either bone or essence called luz that can never be destroyed. Out of that, we'll be able to reconstruct every body, literally, when it's the time of the resurrection. For this reason, when we complete our goal, which is to completely refine and elevate the world, and our world will become a place of manifestation of absolute divine revelation. 
As I so that's a time of revelation. Part of what will be revealed is the truth of us. That Abish's choice to make us his people affects and relates specifically to our bodies. And how do you see that? Because physically those bodies live eternally once it is the time of Tchiyas Amesim. So what is Kol Yisrael teaching us? That we are fundamental to Hashem's purpose. And we know it deep down inside and therefore it translates into the actions that we do which are key because the actions are what translate the world into what Hashem wants. Now we can understand why we use this Mishnah specifically as the introduction to each chapter of Pirkei Ovis. What do we want to highlight? That whatever Masechta Ovis talks about, which is about refining character and becoming a so-called mensch, which effectively means removing the materialism of the body and recognizing the holiness of the body, that's Nagel Kolechot Misra. We want to illustrate that that is something which is relevant to every single Jew. How do we do it? Magdimin. We first introduce Asha Kol Yisol Yashem Chelek First, we say every Jew has a portion in Olam Habu, which is Olam Matchia, the time of resurrection, when body, souls have to return to bodies to highlight the value of the body. Why is that relevant to Prikyavas? Because that will tell us and remind us that the human body that the Jewish soul lives in is Hashem's personal handiwork. Not only that, Adirab. The Pasuk tells us that it's Dafka, the handiwork of Hashem, the body that gives Hashem the, his pride, so to speak. Because as we said, the ultimate goal, the deepest machshaba uh, thought, motivation, translates into the ultimate practice. So when the body does a mitzvah, that is what reflects the ultimate divine driver. And therefore, because that's who we are, this is the nature of our body, there's no Jew in the world who can sit back and say, it's not for me. There's no Jew who could say all the things of Pirkei Avos and all of their uh, just, you know, lessons for how a person should become a better person, not for me. And we could look at this from both perspectives. On the one hand, you look at the person who Pirkei Ovis is officially written for, somebody who is easily tempted and needs to be guided and really directed in the way that they should behave. We say there's nobody who's too far gone. Nobody is too materialistic. Because you have to realize, no matter how distracted a person is, no matter how previously tempted the person was, this person's body is Hashem's handiwork. So it's impossible that this body can't be refined. Any person who turns around and says, I'm too far gone, we show them this mission and we say, there's no such thing. Cannot be too far gone. David made you. How could it possibly fail? So learn Pirkei and you'll discover your richness, your greatness, your opportunities. Yes, but beyond that, because the individual is made by Hashem, then you can be absolutely assured that nobody will get lost. Not only does the person have the potential to refine and elevate themselves, it is guaranteed to happen because the Abishta's handiwork can't fail. 
on the one hand. So the person who feels that they're at the bottom of the barrel, learn Pirkei Avos because you'll discover elements of yourself you didn't believe you had. And not only will you discover them, but they're guaranteed to succeed. On the other hand, avoid and but on the other hand, no person should say, oh, I, I'm past that stage. I don't need Pirkei Avos anymore because I've mastered my spiritual journey. Because you know what? The interesting thing is that living beyond the requirements of the law includes and centers on affecting the physical and transforming it into something which is meaningful, spiritual, and holy. Because it's specifically, as the Pasuk illustrates, the things of the physical the physical experience of mitzvahs, the engaging and elevating of the world and of the person. That's what gives Hashem, so to speak, the ultimate pride. As we said earlier, because what lands up being the last or the lowest of all activities is in fact what reflects the ultimate and the driver of all Hashem's motivation. So it doesn't matter who we are, Perkei is relevant to us to teach us how to refine ourselves and the world around us because that's exactly what the Ebershter expects of us to make a dirabat achtonim and with Hashem we succeed in doing so so we can see the giloy of Moshiach and we can experience Tchiyas HaMesim and watch how everybody not only comes back but reflects how they were part of this divine plan.